So I decided to get back my promise. I'm gonna have one beer during the interview. Oh, just God. the one though. Oh no, this is this is the beginning of the end then. Right. Yeah, Good. I'm just drinking tea all night. It's nuts. Okay. Got, you know, I tried being civilized. I had my little berry medley and my cup of green tea. Oh, anyway, so back to favorite skaters. Um obviously yeah, so Billy, uh Dustin Latimer, of course. Um basically most of the people that were on mind game. Um Ben Schwab, amazing guy. Um I, I just watched his accidental machine section again recently and there, there are some sec. There's not some tricks in that. There are a lot of tricks in that that are just yeah unmatchable yeah. even by like today's. St- See the one where it's a really famous spot and he does like rail to ledge to rail again and he yeah. but he like he's rotating. Yeah, like that's. Yeah. I don't care what era of skating that's in. That's a, that is at the the top level of every era of skating. Yeah, I mean basically. Yeah, fucking hell. Just uh, so many tricks he does in that. Does that like backslide sets to backslide on the rail? Yeah. Amongst, you know, a whole lot of other good tricks. Other good skaters that I've always liked watching. Uh, Walt Austin, Dominic Sagona. You know, just classic like mid-2000 USD skaters. Like Albert Huey as well, fucking hell. Like easy one to forget. Albert is amazing. Yeah. I always forget about Albert just because I know Albert now. So it's like he kind of slips out of your mind. But you should never forget about Albert. Albert is like basically your favorite skaters favorite skater guarantee you ask anyone ever love albert skating yeah he's and had you know i think he's the only irish skater to ever pro skate isn't he has anyone any other Most irish likely. any other irish skater to pro skate and he's a two he had a gry didn't he have a grycon and a <laughs> three or four now three oh no because he had the aeon as well he had the anniversary Aeon. oh no he had two thrones two thrones the green throne the Grycon and the so, uh, so four, yeah. yeah four. But yeah, there's no no other Irish skaters that have. Andy won an IMYT. He won two IMYTs. Won the IMYTA final four. Andy won the one in Liverpool. Yeah, yeah I think like you win your one, then you get to go to the finals. So right. I think he, yeah, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, I can't think of any other Irish skaters that got pro skates. Is that why? Is is where did? Is the love of Feinberg what ended up getting you your nickname? What X Games? Yeah. Uh, who, that was just who, Kevin Chow. Like, who gave you the nickname? That. Who gave you the nickname X Games? Kevin Chow, I think. Uh, actually, no. Kevin Chow got it from Ali Brightwell. Ali Brightwell said it sarcastically whilst we were in Barcelona in like 2011 or something. Yeah, I remember him saying like, "Yeah, he just said, oh, we were called X Games. I'd never called me X Games before." And Kevin Chow just latched onto this name. And just like decide that was it. And like for years later, like Kevin Chow, every time he saw him, he was like, X Games. Like every time he saw me, like even like when I, I remember competing in Winter Clash, he was a judge. He like sent me a photo of like my name, like on the thing. He'd scribbled out my name and written X Games over it in big letters. Like I made it like written on all the other judges. Once, You're going to call him X Games. I was like, I'm not even very good at park. I'm pretty shit at park skating, to be honest, mate. Not a scratch on Feinberg. Fuck it all. Um, I'd say that's contestable. We've seen, I've seen your park clips there. They hold their and that's bullshit because you've won you've won the hang losers bowl contest what three times. Bowl's not park though, isn't it? It's bowl. Um, it, it's you don't find it on street. There's no jump box in a bowl. Like, have you seen me skate a jump box? You launch onto a rail. Not a jump box, though, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Right. Okay. Um, Oh, Whatever. that's what I forgot to ask you. So before you before you went on Undercover, you were on Gods, and you released that the um, section with Cavan in France, which you put up a post 
like a couple of years ago, suggesting that might not have been the most pleasant experience. What what happened in in Paris with Kevin? Like, did he overwork here or something? Or it, it kind of sounds like it was like a bit tough going. Oh, Kevin and I have just buried this hatchet. Let's not bring that one up. You don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. I just remember you putting up a f- post on social media suggesting it might not have been the, the easiest filming experience. Oh, it was just a bit hard work, I guess. And just like, don't know. He's a slave driver. Him. Like every like everyone knows he's a slave. Like he just he oh, just no, I was motivated. Like, I was getting myself out of bed to skate every day. It was like middle of fucking it was just after winter clash. It was like late February, early March. It's freezing cold, snowing and raining. I just got on God's to film my pro intro. Like I was motivated to make a good section. Um but yeah, just I'm not gonna go into it. I'll just leave it at that, but it's fine. All right, okay. So yeah. what happened with God's then? Like because you <clears throat> Yeah, you I never just, uh, you never got a pro wheel from them. No, I turned down my pro wheel in the end. Um, same as like you see, they run themes with the designs. And um, Erod sent me the design, and it was a Jordan print on a shoe, like the sole of a Jordan print on the wheel. And I literally had no idea what that print was. I like when he showed it to me, he was like, "Yeah, this is like it's a Jordan print." And I actually thought it was Dennis the Menace. It was a black and red print, like a striped. Rip. Like, it just reminded of Dennis the Menace. I was like. Is he taking the piss with that? Like I read sent an email, like, what is that design? Because they had like the font kind of looked like the Simpsons. It was like it said like Sam Cross Gods in like a Simpsons font. And then it's like black and red, like stripe in the back. And he was like, no, no, that's like Jordan. Like I saved that design for you. Like because I thought like you'd really like it. I was like, I never owned a pair of Jordans. I've never spent more than 30 quid in a pair of trainers in my life. You know, I'm I grew up in a household with like four four brothers on a council estate in the south of England. How much money do you reckon our dad spent on trainers for us growing up? And then I was a student, like it's only in about the last two years I've actually started buying nice shoes. And even now, like I'm just still like, I'm stingy as fuck. I've refused to spend more than like 60 quid in a pair of trainers. I don't even know what Jordan start as, but I guarantee they're more than 60 quid. Yeah. You're talking like close to 200 quid. Yeah. Fuck that. No, mental. I mean, it makes sense though. Cause when I, I stayed with E-Rod, of course, um, for Blake up the other year, like, that guy's got a lot of shoes. He takes real good care of them. Like really, really like he, they're always immaculate. It's amazing. Well, if you're a sneakerhead, they're you don't wear it's not you wear them every day, you wear them and then put them back in the box. I've got one pair, like I've got a beat up Converse there, <laughs> a pair of cat boots, they're perfectly going. I got my slippers, and that's basically it. And I've got some skates, mostly wear the skates, occasionally wear the shoes. So, anyway, yeah, I just after like you know, I was stoked again. It was like still kind of young and just happy to be sponsored and well, particularly be sponsored on a pro team at this point and be, have the option of getting a pro will. <clears throat> like I wasn't completely convinced at the time of being on gods, like from the start, but like where bestie was on actually talked me into it. He said like, look, don't worry about like all the silly clothes and that just wear, just use the wheels. You get a pro will and it'd be cool. You can always leave later. Like they've offered you this say yes. Now you can always say no later. A good dust and response there. Just get, get what you can now. You can always fuck them off later. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I went for yes anyway. I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll entertain this. Um, didn't like the wheel. The wheel was basically the last straw. I was like, oh, I can't do this. So the wheel's not good. And I didn't want to like, yeah, maybe in hindsight, I could have done something like kind of English, could have got like a Reebok classic kind of wheel or something like that that could have been smarter but i didn't think i just basically saw the designs and politely turned around to him and said look guys i'm happy for all the offers and that and like we we're basically we we're working on the god skate hadn't been released yet then but they'd sent me a sample of the skate to test and use that was also in the back of my mind too i was liking aeons i've been skating aeons for 
since the very first sample, we've got an Aeon sample near the end of 2014 and I've been using it for like years, like all the different Aeons and getting sent a carbon free again. I was just like, don't know about this. Like felt like I was taking a step backwards in a skate that also again was a fucking Jordan looking skate. And I was like, just wasn't on board with it basically politely sent Frankie an email saying like, yeah, sorry, not really feeling it. Um, I'm not going to do it. His email back was a little bit blunt. I'm not going to lie. Just wrote good luck. <laughs> I was like, all right, mate, safe. He was nice in person when I finally met him, but I, was, I read that email a bit like, oh, all right. Yeah, I've, like, I've, I've communicated with him before in email and I don't, I just don't think he's that type of person that use, well, like, uses that yeah, value. I, uh, I got given the task of, um, we're, we're working on a new uh, web pages for USD and Kaiser and all this stuff. I got given the task of chasing up the team to get all their information. And uh, actually emailed Frankie because he's going to be on Kaiser again. And he, cause he, I emailed him asking for his information for Kaiser. Sent the email thinking like, no way I'm ever getting a reply. Replied in about 20 minutes with a well in-depth answer. And I was like, fucking hell, Frankie. Replied like, you legend. Like, well quick. Like, nice. All right. Um, well, at least so you left on good terms and then get picked up by Undercover. So, yeah. Always well that ends well. Um, yeah. Uh, Kenneth... Uh, he's one of the main designers at Power Slider. He, he sent me a message saying, did I want to be on UC? He felt as I was very fitting for the team because obviously I use big wheels and little wheels and they make all sorts of sizes of wheels. So it works and there was just a spot. And I guess at this point I was living in, um, I was back in London at this point. So I, I imagine it would have been a bit of an issue because there's a lot of UC riders in Barcelona. They probably didn't want to make it just a Barcelona imaged company. I think you've got Carlos, but Nick, Richie was there forever. Dustin was there forever. Mary is now on there. Yeah, it's five people. It's real off the top of my head that all been in and around Barcelona very heavily that all rode for UC. So I guess they probably liked having someone in London, maybe. Maybe that was influenced it some way, possibly. I mean, having like a you know a decent person riding for your company in another country. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think people's local influence is a lot bigger than your global influence. People might be watching you all over the world, but you're not necessarily going to buy the stuff that guy's promoting if you're the other side of the world. Unless they're really fucking good, which... I didn't consider myself to be. I didn't think that. I um, think you're selling yourself short a little bit there, but all right. Do you want me to say it and you tell them why it's the fucking dog's bollocks of roll lane or something? <laughs> I'm <laughs> amazing. I'm amazing. <laughs> I throw myself off everything. I'm amazing. <laughs> I'm just up for it, mate. Just give us a fucking stair set. I'll get down it, all right? Yeah. Just give us the wheels. Give us the money. I'll jump the stairs, all right? <laughs> give us a horrible steep pan drill. I'm on it. I'm on it. You don't even have to ask twice. I'm already putting my skates on. <laughs> I find the steep ones are actually kind of easier to be honest the ones that aren't so steep you've got to balance them more if That's it's a really true. steep drop row it's pretty much a stall right just jump on the top you're at the bottom before you fucking know it it's more about the impact that you're going to take on the thing it's more akin to a gap and a stall than a grind okay I don't know yeah. I'll put the mushroom blade guys there was it's a jump on slide down right they'll agree with me they'll be like no he's on something this guy right cool <laughs> Maybe, um you mentioned Dustin Werbeski earlier. So obviously when you're in Barcelona, you were hanging about with him and Carson Starnes and Lomax. And I think Mark Moreno yeah. was hanging about with, with you guys as well a little bit, wasn't he? No, I, I never got to hang out with Moreno much. No? I've met Moreno more times in London, actually, because he's good friends with Leon. Right. Uh, Moreno and Dustin, I don't know why, but they fucking hate each other, I think. All right. Well, Dustin's got quite a few enemies in, in Bladen, let's be honest. Bridges, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um. So what what was it like hanging about with those guys? Because like, I mean, I 
I know you like to party and like, you know, get into mischief. And Carson is a renowned partier. Dustin, Dustin is like been ruffling feathers throughout the entire industry for well over a decade. And then Lomax, Lomax likes to get pissed. So you guys, you guys must have had fun together. A lot of very, very fun nights out there. Just basically being little fucking little terrors all over Barcelona. It's having a lot of fun. Uh, I think some good stories actually. Um, I guess I remember actually, well, it wasn't actually specifically a, I wasn't planning on partying that night. I just met this Spanish girl when I was living in Barcelona. I was going to just start dating her. And she said that she was into salsa dancing and asked me if I wanted to go salsa dance with her. Now, I had no idea what salsa dancing was. It just sounded kind of sexy. And a Spanish girl invited me to do it. So I was like, of course, yeah, I'm going to go salsa dance with you. Get to this salsa dancing club and it's fucking shit. It's really serious. No one's like drinking. Everyone's just really seriously dancing with each other like it's a sport. And they're all like really good at it. And I've like kind of lied and said, I know how to salsa dance. No idea what I'm doing. Try to start, I'm starting dancing with the girl that I'm with. And that's okay for one track. But then she switches. I'm going to go with someone else now. I'm like, wait, what? What the fuck? <laughs> like an old Spanish woman. I was like, she doesn't speak a word of English. And I'm shit. And she's really good. And I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then again, every time the song switched, everyone switched partners. And I was like, fuck, I'm not even drunk. This is just painful. Like I've got no idea what I'm doing. So I text the boys saying like, I, so text like Carson, we had like a, a Facebook chat with all the guys in it. So like, guys, I'm at the salsa club. It's going awful. Like, I don't want to walk out my date. Can you just like come here and like help me? And Carson just replies straight like, don't worry, boys, I'm coming. And like, worry, I say, Car- Carson literally seems Carson like the kind of person that is up out. for everything. Now, I don't know if you know the band uh, Future Islands. Yes. Okay. So have you seen when they go on David Letterman? No. Um, on you, It's on YouTube. There's like, they appear in David Letterman. Do you know the dance that the guy does? The sort of like the... That dance. I just remember him for having the unusually right, deep well, voice. If you don't know what I'm talking about, whoever's watching this, Google Future Islands David Letterman show. And this guy basically does this fucking insane dance, the guy that's singing the song. Carson walks into the salsa club. And like he can see me from across the dance. It's been like half hour, by the way, at this point, that I've been like forced to do this awful dancing with all these people that I don't know. Because no one dances with the same person with you, constantly switching every song. Carson just walks in, just like points at me like that. And just does that across the middle of the fucking dance floor, like low, like squatted across the entire fucking floor. <laughs> All these Spanish people just looking at him like, that's not salsa. What the fuck's this like American guy doing? <laughs> and Carson just got like the song ended. He just pointed at me. He was just like, I'm here to save you, Sam. <laughs> and like the guy I was there with was just like, you know this guy? And I was like, confess, like, yeah, I'm having an awful time here, by the way. Like, can we go? <laughs> and she was like, uh, okay, like these are your friends, right? And then like um, Nick and Dustin were outside, went outside and just had some street beers and that was the rest of that night. It was Carson Defo came in and saved me really hard. Then never seen someone like such confidence. Like the room was literally just like just parted, like a fucking <laughs> everyone just let him come through doing this fucking mental dance. I mean, watch the future on. It doesn't make much me doing the impression. Of it, it's not very good. Watch that video and see the dance and imagine the enthusiasm Carson can portray that with. It's fucking hilarious. He is like. He, he does give off that aura of just the guy that is up for anything and will give anything a try. And yeah. I've, I've only met him very, very briefly. We were out one night drinking in Glasgow till like three or four in the morning or something. And him and Freddie and uh, Josh were just having the strangest conversations. And I'm just sitting there listening to it going, okay, right, this is happening. And just, just taking it in, basically not really contributing. He literally just doesn't give a fuck about anything. He just is happy to do whatever the hell he wants to do as long as it means he's having a good time 
and you just gotta admire that about him. like i remember the very first time i met him it wasn't actually in barcelona i met him i went to a street contest in manchester we'd all been out partying after the street comp and then with him and i rambly ended up back at the same house in the morning he was wandering around the flat completely naked sniffing cushions and i just woke up like hung over and just like what are you doing, mate? He was like, well, I didn't pee before bed. And if I don't pee before bed, I normally pee in my sleep. And I was like, I probably peed somewhere around here. And I was like, what? I've literally just met you, mate. And you're wandering around sniffing cushions, trying to work out which one you pissed on the night before. Lucky he didn't find any pissy cushions. But I was just like, remember, that just always stuck in my head. I was like, yeah, man, you're really confident, aren't you? Like, you don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other shit that happened in Barcelona. Um. I got okay. So I remember one time I basically almost got run over, and and I was with Dustin at the time, and then we ended up partying that night because we were super happy that I wasn't dead. Um, it was before. That's like that's a good reason to get drunk. Like I did not die today. Let's get drunk. Let's get wrecked. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Basically, we were going to BCN Extreme. Um, Yeah, the uh, yeah the big contest in the forum. Yeah. And um, sorry, excuse me. Yeah, so Dustin wanted to get some weed beforehand. He knew some, um, yeah, you have the weed shops in Barcelona where you can go, yeah. they're like legal or whatever, legal kind of. And he knew there's one up by Montjuic. I, I don't know if that's the name of the area. But it's not actually Montjuic. It's the bit that goes up to the side of it. It's out the back of Parallel. It's kind of windy streets, but it's really hilly. Near where Kevin Chow used to live, if ever you visited his house. I know where, yeah, I know where you mean between, yeah, par- like oh, the so bottom of Parallel, went, yeah. We went to one of the little, um, I can't remember the name of the things, the, the weed shop basically got the weed smoked a joint there and then decided to we were going to bomb back down the hill now we're going to the the park contest so i don't actually have um big wheels on big wheels obviously much easier to bomb hills in and much safer because you can parallel slide you can control your speed way way easier i'm just on aggressive skates and i'm with rui and dustin and we're sort of just decided yeah we're just going to go and once you start going you're, you're picking up pace we're mobbing the free rush just bombing through these fucking side streets and main streets loads of different crossroads and stuff Anyway, this fucking transit van just pulls out of a side street going way too fast. And we all fucking freak out, do the sort of classic magic slide to stop yourself as quick as you can. I've tried doing it, except I'm in a pair of thrones and I've suddenly slipped down. I'm just doing a UFO cess slide into the road in front of the van. I've now like literally come to the guy in the van. is like, he's trying to slam on his brakes to stop as well. I've now come in front of the van like that. I put my hands on the bonnet. The van's still going. I'm now anti-skitching the fucking van down the road like that, like on the front of the fucking bonnet. And was just like genuinely thought I was going to die for a second. And then obviously he comes to a standstill. It was just a Spanish guy giving me the whole like, like crazy fucking Spanish hands at me. Anyway, we're, we're super stoked that I'm alive. And we go to the BCN contest um, skate uh, that day. And it's fun. Don't eat any lunch or dinner. I'm just in the sun all day. Um, and just start drinking at the event. And just drinking more and more and more. And ended up in... Um, Carson's Plaza, we called it. Just don't know the name of it, but the one by Carson's house. And we're just there with all the people from the contest, just still drinking street beers from the from the event. And our girlfriends basically turned around to us, like Dustin was going out with some Spanish girl as well. It was just like, you boys are drunk, we're taking you home. We're both still on our skates from the competition, just getting dragged up the street, like trying to get taken home by our girlfriends. I then like don't really remember much of what happened on the way home. But I just woke up in the morning, still fully clothed, with my skates on, on my bed, like that. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, Never fallen asleep with skates on like that before. Rung Dustin and he was like, oh, I don't know, I went home, didn't you? And then rung uh, the girl I was going out of and she was just like, because I expected she was still going to be there in the morning. She was like, no, you were drunk. I just threw you on the bed and just fucking left you in there. I took a taxi home. It was nice of her to at least take you home and abandon you there. That was... 
bollocks. You could have taken my skates off. There was mud all over. The, not mud, but that shitty Spanish dust. You know, they have to obviously wash the streets every night to get rid of that dust. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. <clears throat> Cheers, love. <laughs> she, made sure you, <laughs> she made sure you got home safe. Um, were you... See, Bladen Cup, not last year, the year before like, last year they did it. I think it was 2019. 2019, is that right? That's right, yeah, yeah. 2020 was cancelled. Were you at it with Bauer? Yeah, yeah. I've only been to the Bladen Cup with Bauer. I heard you guys had a lot of fun with Anthony Marchion. Oh, mate, Marchion's a legend. Honestly, if there's a guy you want to have a beer with, that's a guy you want to have a beer with. Like, I heard, oh, he, was, I heard he was very excited to hang out with you guys. Yeah, mate, he, for some reason, he was just as stoked to meet us as we were to meet him. And we just sat there just drinking with him for like, he basically became our best mate for the next like two, three days. Every time we saw him, it was just like, yes, this guy again. Like, was he yeah. not there with his friends? Why did he just latch on to you guys? I don't know. He kept toasting his mates and just hanging out with just us two. Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I mean, obviously, we know all our mates there, like from like London or whatever. We're just like, like I'm not going to spend all my yeah, weekend. See, see you guys every other weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he just spent loads of time with us don't have any particular stories of like what happened was, then, but like, just no like just the the general impression i get from him is he's just really goofy doesn't take himself too seriously and he seems like he would be a really good laugh to be on a night out with yeah he is that's literally you summed him up in one like he is just really really good fun like i wouldn't say goofy he's got that sort of like sorry i don't mean good. i just mean as in like like is perfectly happy to make fun of himself oh he doesn't mind making a fool of himself but he's got this like effortless cool about him so he's like you know just sick guy to hang out with doesn't take himself too seriously, but just is a sick guy. So you don't need to worry about that. Nice. Makeup was good fun. I did enjoy that event. Although it kind of feels like they don't, it kind of feels like British people never really do well at Bladen Cup. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't and know what that is. It's not like they seem to skate, but like you see the contest footage and you're like, oh, they were holding their own. And they're like, why are they not even close to placing it? It, it seems a little odd. I don't know. I don't know how the judging works. Sir. I mean, I'm not, I don't think it's biased or anything. I think it's just whoever. I mean, it's hard when you see contest footage to be like, when you see an event video, like it's not yeah. everything in the video. You know what I mean? It's a hard thing to be like, the video doesn't necessarily represent everything that happened that day. Like, I remember the. Like, Last year, when I was there, like half the tricks that Brosco did were, weren't even in the edit, and they were just all amazing. I mean, like it's hard for a cameraman to get every single bit of it. That's that's true. Yeah, I just remember just loads of English people getting really killed out, basically, because you weren't meant to drink on the street course. And Julio came out and went like fucking ballistic at everyone. Like, I've never seen him get like I don't know him particularly well, but fucking hell, he just ran out there and was like, "Who the fuck's the white idiot drinking on the street course?" And me and about four other guys in white t-shirts like, <laughs> fucking ducked up heights and I think I just basically ran. I just saw Harry Maynard. I was running with my client under my white t-shirt. I just saw Harry Maynard also running out of thing and two other guys going the other way. Like, I've heard he's like a bit of a hard case, Julio. I, I would be there. like, see if Julio yeah, got I'd, angry I'd, at me. By John Julio. I'd, I'd be worried. Yeah, I can name at least five <laughs> like, people that John class. Julio has. Yeah, I can think of five people off the top of my head that Julio has like knocked clean out. Yeah, exactly. So. I don't want to be I don't, yeah, I don't want to be. I don't want to be on I the list. I'm not going to swing back. It's John Julio. I mean, I'm just going to try. I probably deserve this. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like, he's putting on an event in downtown Santa Ana, which he's probably you know legally liable for. He's probably yeah. like the person who's made all the uh, arrangements. It's illegal to drink in the street in America. And if he's seen to be attracting a crowd of people that are going to drink, he is probably responsible to a certain extent for that. Yeah, he make so it famed. Yeah. I did hear the rules them saying you shouldn't drink on the street, but at the same 
time you were just like, oh, come on, like, it's not it's not the end of the world, is it? Right, we do this back home. Nope, not the case. They're Can you not just brown bag it, no? Uh, don't know. We weren't, we just got in a lot of trouble. I, I didn't think it was like that big a deal, though. I've heard, I've seen movies where like people get in trouble for it, but I thought it was just fucking films. I didn't think it was... You know, I saw, you wandered around the corner. There's just people doing crack openly. Like, well, can't I can't have a beer here. Like, ridiculous. Such double standards. <laughs> Leave that guy alone. But because I've got like a t-shirt on, and that makes me a fucking bad person or something. Only takes a minute to do crack, though. You know, you you can have a beer in your hand for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, I guess so. It's probably more readily available in off licenses, liquor stores, etc. It's the aesthetics. It's how it plays out. Yeah. yeah. Um, we have spoke for absolutely ages and I don't think I've got any more questions. What are what are the plans for this year? Have you got any other projects you're working on? Or you said you've got another wheel coming out. Uh, yeah, I've got another wheel coming out. Uh, I think that'll be due mid-summer, maybe late summer. Because basically right now, uh, the UC factory is in kind of like turmoil as such. Because they, ju- they just moved factory from... Uh, what's it called Huntington Beach? They used to be near, based in near Texas now, isn't it? They just moved to Texas, yeah. of course. They had COVID, then they've had a snowstorm, and they're already oh, yeah. massively oversubscribed with people trying to get wheels because we're having a little boom right now. So, you know, too much work on anyway, haven't got the staff, and now you haven't even got running water or whatever. So, wheels aren't coming anytime soon. Um, probably late summer, I guess. Okay. Um, that's about it, really. That's all I've got really lined up. I mean, I yeah, want to start yeah. working on something with John straight away as soon as possible. I was about to say, are you going to have any stuff in the, the Capital Rollers video that they're working on? Uh, no. I'm, I mean, I think they've got a couple of clips me they're planning on using, but they're trying to like... It is technically it's an, an events company, but they're selling their clothing like it's a clothing company as well. Yeah. And I ride for Pomelo, so I don't really want to like... Oh, yeah, that's fair enough, yeah. I know I feel a bit bad wearing a Capital Rollers t-shirt in this video, but... My pomelo one's in the wash. Sorry, Cal. I'll wear one next time. I'll, I'll, I'll sweet talk. Uh, Cal, uh, Cal flirts with me on DM like at least twice a week. Mate, he's a great guy. He takes really good care of his riders. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. really does. He's, he's, he's told me he's told me all the stories. He's got he's got good chat. I like his he's got good banter. I'm trying to think of anything else I want to mention you said you want to work on another project with john i was sure so like so is john going back on selling all his equipment because he said after he'd finished yours he was getting rid of all his stuff i brought his camera off him right so i own his camera um so if i do bump into john i can just produce my camera like hey (laughs) hey john (laughs) remember remember the good times (laughs) (laughs) you had something really special you sure you don't want to relive it you yeah i mean yeah, hopefully we can work on something again soon. That's what I'd like to do that because I really enjoyed working on this one with John. And, you know, this one's actually been done for quite some time now because um, originally the skate was due to be out last October. Um, so the promo was actually pretty much 95% done by September last year. It was only when they delayed the skate um, due to basically COVID restrictions, COVID problems, basically. Um, the skate ended up, got, ended up getting pushed back till Christmas. And then... Still had some more issues, still couldn't get it over here in time. So it ended up getting pushed right back to March and that's why it's out now. So, I mean, just, you know, we we got a couple of clips in November and we got one the other week and that was the last one we got. So, I mean, it, although the section, of course, to everyone else feels new because it's just come out like within the last week, 
to me, it's like, you know, I yeah, feel most setting, of that. Setting on it for months, yeah. Yeah, it's mental. Like, I've never had to like film edit and sit on it for like, you know, film a seven minute section and leave it on a hard drive for five months. I'm sure right now there's probably some guy that filmed, you know, on VX years ago in like some v- VHS video that was like, five months is fucking nothing mate like used to be two years yeah. <laughs> like, you know what i mean like i remember nothing nuts like back then like everything's just filmed on cameras that disappeared off on tapes and then you see your stuff in a vhs video years later or six months later i mean i don't know what the time like what was the timeline back then for producing something like oh that? yeah it could be up it could be like two or three years before like, a clip appeared in a video see all yeah. the see all the stuff that chris doughty put up in his instagram that was in like some of the a lot of those clips of like Cosmo Tassone and Ollie Short and stuff like that. They were in clip. They were in clip too. I had no re. I did not even realize Chris filmed those. Yeah, true. Yeah, I was surprised at that. I mean, like the TTS that Cosy does on yeah. the curve. Like yeah. there was there was some of those clips in Germany, yeah. and I was like, I did not, I did not even know you were there. He does that long back talk as well. I remember seeing that picture in B Mag. It's on yeah. like a big like out drop ledge, and I saw the clips of him warming up doing the back nougat on it, and I was like. Yeah, I had no idea Chris Dowd was there, but I'm not surprised now that I know it. Like, it was just... Well, yeah, he explained he explained the story. He was on... They were all on tour for BMAG, and Chris got hurt in, like, the first day or the first couple of days, and then just filmed for the rest of the trip, apparently. Oh, no, no. I, I, yeah, I read that bit, too, but I'm just... I mean, as in, like, I'm not surprised he was on that tour. Like, he's of that calibre sort of skater yeah. that he was invited to go and do it. They're like, you know, let's get... Yeah, they're probably just picking good guys from all over Europe. Like, oh, we'll get the Swiss guy, the Scottish guy, and stick them all together and see what happens. Pick, well, picking all, picking all the psychos, basically. All, all the ones that they can take to the scary spots. In a van, see what happens. We'll send yeah. them on the road for a month. Um, yeah. How Cosimo Tassone never got a pro skate for Valo is a complete mystery to me because he was a machine. Do not know? Ask Julio. I'm, I'm sure not, he knows. I'm not that brave. <laughs> He's going to fucking uppercut you. What? <laughs> <laughs> Question me. <laughs> Shut up, Specky. Smash. Oh. This is chin you and send you on your way. Yeah, that'd be a good story though. The day I got knocked out by John Hillio, that'd be a good, a big good tale. Actually, that's not fair. John Hillio is like one of my favorite skaters. If I got beat up by one of my favorite all-time skaters, that would actually be really depressing. Um, one of my other ones already hates me because of uh, an interview we did uh, a while back. So, yeah. Who's that? Uh, Louis Zamora. Oh shit! Zamora hates you. Zamora Why? hates me. Um, so he had his comeback, didn't he? Where in the K2s? Um, yeah, but then he went on to adapt for a little while. I don't remember him being on adapt, but yeah, go on. He was on adapt for a little while, and then he got hooked up by Valo, because obviously he knows John. Yeah. And I've always been in touch with Peter. So I, I knew that Peter was sending him free skates. And I contacted Louis as soon as I saw, like, you remember the first clips came out of him, like just doing set slides down picnic benches? I was like, oh my God, my favorite skater's back. I'm getting an interview with this guy. Well, obviously, BMAG were interested as well, and he went with BMAG, and I was like, that makes sense. It was like the first year of wheel scene. I was like, don't hold any grudge. Kind of kept in touch with him a little bit. Um, and in the BMAG interview, he said that he liked adapt skates, but he preferred the Valos. Well, fast forward a year, I interviewed Peter, and I was like, oh, like I saw that you were hooking up Louis Zamora with free skates. You know, what happened there? I did not know the story from Peter's side. So I was just asking out of curiosity and Peter told the story basically being like, what did you expect him to say? Like, well, like he's quite a blunt man. He will tell you what he thinks. True. But, and Peter, Peter's story wasn't actually that bad. He just went, Louis got on the team and 
apparently it was the same thing with K2. Like Louis got back on K2 and was like, oh, I think we should do this, this, and this, and was trying to make like contributions to the company and offer ideas, and they just weren't interested. And apparently did the same thing with Adapt, and he was like, oh, I think you should change the production model and do this and this and this. And Peter's like, yeah. no, we, we make high-end expensive skates. That's what we do. Narrow-minded, that's a bit of a back. That's well, good it's his company. Set in his own way. And also, it's his baby. It's his. Yeah, it's his company. It's his vision. It's his dream. Yeah, you can't just I'm come in and run their own company and ask him to change everything. So it wasn't that. It wasn't that bad. It was just they had different ideas for where they wanted to go. So Louis went to Valo. Well, the interview came out, and Louis went <clears throat> mental. The very next day, he shared it on Facebook and was like, "This, this, like." idiot David McNamara is trying to make me look stupid and embarrass me and I was like no I'm not responsible for what comes out of someone else's mouth like I'd, I'd, and the story's not that bad you're on a platform for it to be portrayed on though <laughs> you've got to take some responsibility for your, your no but that's hate. like saying that's like that's like <laughs> say say you interview a footballer and a footballer says something racist or controversial it's not the interviewer's fault that the footballer says something controversial Okay, we like, put it that way. I guess. Like, say, 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 Gaza or something gets an interview in the Guardian and says something offensive. Is it the interviewer's fault? No. Gaza's so, still gonna hate that paper regardless, though. So I'm not, I'm not responsible for what comes out of Peter's mouth, and it wasn't that bad. So I just left a comment underneath, being like, you know, I didn't, I didn't mean any offense, and I don't understand why this is being directed at me because I didn't. These aren't my words, and he just wasn't having it. And I was like, wow, this, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, cool, guy that guy that I looked up to in my childhood thinks I'm a dick. Um, yeah, so, I'm yeah. glad I didn't put myself in that much of a kiln. That, that was a... <laughs> I think they didn't catch me at that point on the fucking street course. That yeah, would have been bad. That was a low point, yep. So my, my, my new goal now for just the rest of my time in Bladen is not to get beat up by John Julio. That'll, then I'll, then I'll yeah, be all right. Good life goal. I'll have, I'll have kept one, uh, one person <laughs> I looked up to intact. Um, I've got nothing else for you. Thank you very much for taking the time today, even though you got pissed out your head in the last one and ruined it. But, you know, I've already mentioned that in the intro. <laughs> well, cheers, Dave. As long as my intro looked gangster. Thank if something, for... something in the gods edit, you know. Prepare. I'll change it. I'll just, I'll, I'll, Photoshop, <laughs> I'll Photoshop in like a gun or a knife just to make it look, make you look really street. Yeah, mate, do, it. do me a favour. So people can't <laughs> see it as a lint roller, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you didn't have to answer the call doing that. You could have put that down before answering the call. Do what, sorry? The lint roller that you had in your hands when you answered? Yeah, I could have done, but a fucking cat hair allowed me, mate. Fashion, fashion first. Just trying to make a good impression, mate. <laughs> no one would come out turning coming cat hair. Um, also, you still need to come up to Glasgow and do a negative acid down the Chinatown rail because you promised me that uh, winter clash and I'm still holding you to that. Sounds like a fishing story to me, mate. Um, well, you do know that I've got witnesses because I said I'd put in 20 quid if you landed it. And then one of the other Scottish guys said he'd match the 20. So... What's the Chinatown right? Is that the one that Keir swayed? It's a square yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll come do that. Right. All right. Sometime in the summer, I'll persuade John. We'll come up. Well, Do you not still travel around the country going to shops? Isn't there that roller skate shop in Glasgow? Well, not right now because of COVID. Well, obviously, no, but then when, you know, restrictions ease down and yeah. shops open back well, up and stuff like that. Down, yes, I will start doing UK shop tours again and I will be coming up to see um, Fifth Blocker, the Derby shop. Well, not really a Derby shop. They do all sorts of roller skates. It's a roller skate shop in Glasgow. They've actually just moved to a better um, shop. Is it, okay. um, what's the name of your shopping centre? The St. Enoch Centre. I think they've just got a shop in there. 
Okay. They've moved from there. They're a very small lot, so like quite cozy, cute little shop up in one of the hills. Yeah. They've moved down to the center of town, which I thought during the middle of a lockdown. I mean, obviously they're probably doing well because I was about to say maybe skate sales, like quad skate sales, uh, have yeah, boomed, quad yeah. sales boomed as well. Yeah, they're doing really good. And especially recently, it's been like um. <clears throat> so there was like a BBC article the other day about it. There's also Cosmopolitan. I just got a, um, got an email from Cosmopolitan the other day. We sent them some skates. They're basically doing um like a buyer's guide, right? In like you know the main, yeah, you know, what Cosmopolitan magazine is, of course. Yeah. Uh, for both their website and their print issue, which the print issue should be on, should be hitting magazine shelves around May or June, I believe. Right. <clears throat> uh, as a buyer's guide for quads, so that's gonna be this summer. I reckon it's gonna go really big again, like possibly bigger than last year. Just because I mean the momentum of both those two articles, the exposure that's gonna get to the scene, <clears throat> and just the whole like you know how, yeah, it's already going well, and if this is just gonna give it a further boost, so I'm optimistic cool. for their for their scene for sure. All right. You see, like some of the people, some of the stuff that people are doing on quads these days is kind of amazing. Yeah, that. Oh God, I can't remember quick, her name. Quick last fact before we do close. Actually, I did base the design of my skate on a quad. Uh, I shouldn't call it a quad. A roller skate. I don't know which they prefer. Um, but so the, based the design of your new your red Aeon off a quad yeah. skate. Okay. So the uh, the Chaya Karma Pro is what I base the design of my skate on. The cut the color scheme mostly, but. Right. It looked pretty swag before it makes something similar. Is that also made by Powerslide? I don't know anything about quad skates. It is made by Powerslide, yeah. Right. You get, you basically just went, see that? Can you just transfer that over? And that, that would be great. Can you just do that for me? Yeah, it's easier, isn't it? Yeah. Give someone the, like a little framework to work from. Say, look, we want that, but like an Aeon. But like, like that, but an Aeon. You know, design team are pretty good at doing that. They've had people for years say, I want that, but that, but like together, isn't it? Like... <laughs> they make it <laughs> yeah that's got to be the worst where they just send you like a, like a mood board and they're like can you just combine all these things and you go I have no idea what that means <laughs> <laughs> you've just I mean, sent I you've sent me five that. images and asked me to turn it into one image I don't I don't know how to do that for you I, mean, I can only imagine what the framework was for, or like the outline or brief for like Oigan's statement he must have sent him like numerous free run shoes and numerous like ninja boots and stuff. I mean, like, right, I went like this plus this plus this. And I'm sure he said it was based off an Adidas Flyknit or something. Um, he oh, did, he he talked... Some sort of free run running shoe. Yeah. I imagine. But it was some sort of inspiration. Well, anyway, thanks for having us on, mate. Anytime, babe. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, we got there in the end. <laughs> how, how long are we on for today? I don't know. Yeah. We've been talking for just. Over two hours, so you didn't you didn't beat the Billy. Billy still got the. Uh, I'd I'd hate to be. I, I think it'd be too long. If I I think like podcasts, I think you know you peak around the two hour mark. Billy's is the, Billy's is the most viewed podcast I've made yet. So maybe three hours is the is the sweet spot. Or maybe it's just Billy O'Neill. I don't this know. is true. I'll, I'll tell you things. <laughs> it's actually quite funny. So many people were like, "I've never heard him," because obviously he's on Jump Street. But they're like, "I've never heard him talk about himself at any great length." So I think a lot of people he was were very into good that during his, whenever he does his Jump Streets. Whenever a question gets asked about him, so obviously most people that go on there is someone like me or someone else that's like obviously thinks he's a legend and is trying to ask him a question, and he just deflects yeah. it, brings it straight back to you, and you're just like. Fuck sake, what's the point in meeting you if I can't ask a fucking question? <laughs> like, he, is, he is very good. Okay, yeah, he doesn't do get to chat to him, gets to know a bit. Yeah, he doesn't try to take over in the interview, which is I even when it is directed at him, it is very good. Yeah. yeah. All right, babe. Well, speak soon. Nice to talk to you and hopefully see you soon. All right, let you know about that neg acid, mate. All yeah. Right. Bye. Bye.